Hey, you know what grinds my gears? What is it this week, dear? Well, when you go to a restaurant and you see people our age, millennials, mm -hmm. and they get this nice dinner, mm -hmm. what do they do? Take a picture of it. Right. Like, oh, I gotta let everyone know where I'm eating tonight because everyone cares that I got a T-bone steak with asparagus and wild rice. If it's displayed super cool, it's awesome to take a picture. Right. Well, can you imagine if Insert people... Insert sarcasm. Can you imagine, just imagine, seriously, imagine, if people our age spend as much time working and taking care of financial responsibilities and planning for the future as they do taking pictures of their phone, well, pictures of their food with their phone. Can you imagine where they'd be? Significantly further ahead than they are now. Stop taking pictures with your phone and start doing some planning. I'm Mike Markey and that's what grinds my gears. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Mike, and with me is my lovely, beautiful, somewhat funny wife, Vanessa. Everybody loves me. Don't even... They do seem to have taken quite an affinity towards you. Mm -hmm. The jury's out why, but they seem to have. Well, this is the show where a few things. Number one, it's the show where the only blanket statement we like is that we really don't like blanket statements. And our goal is to make an impact on your life. It's an impact on your life by helping take things that we see people struggling with money every day and making it easier. Because money is something that doesn't have meaning, and it, for something that doesn't have meaning, it causes so much trouble and a wedge. So that's our hope. That's what our goal. And today we're going to talk a few, about a few things. We're going to bring up March Madness. Yes. Great. Because I still have three teams in the final four. And I picked that 16 seed to beat the number one. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Absolutely not. I filled out my bracket last night, and I have all of them right. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to talk about March Madness. We're going to talk about income versus stock and a story that actually happened right in our family. And we're going to talk about some of the areas I see us fail with money quite often. Mm -hmm. We're going to save that to last, but I think that's an easy place to start with. Where we fail with money? Yeah. Okay. So here's the, the background. <laughs> Throw me for a loop here, people. <laughs> so much for our pre-meeting, our preparation meeting. Hour of my life wasted. We should have just won, won it. 
Winged it? it? Winged it? Wung wung it. it. Really? And this is why people don't like millennials. (laughs) Now, next thing you know, we're going to have hashtag wung it. (laughs) Technically, it's pound sign, not a hashtag. What? What? Those are the same thing, I thought. Technically, the technical term for it is pound sign, not hashtag, but millennials ruin that, too. Well, no, I think the technical term is tic-tac-toe board. That, too. (laughs) Anyways. All right. So, we got to notice, we've got a corporate cell phone plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're on it now that you're a host on the company radio show. Gotta get paid somewhere. (laughs) And your phone plan or your phone was eligible or is eligible for an upgrade. So I get this postcard. Mind you, people, it is only about two and a half years old. I think technically it's two years old. Something like that. It's not that old. I mean, it's an iPhone, what, one half? <laughs> I it mean, was, you are it, also talking to the person that still has an iPad One that works just fine. Right. By the way, I'm not upgrading to something else. But anyways, I digress. It's not that old. So I don't open the mail at the office, and, and our staff does that. But things that they think I'm going to want to see, they you know, of course, um, put on my desk. And so I get that, and I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm like, what the? Heck? No, uh, uh-uh. I start throwing it away. And one of our staff member goes, "Well, what do you mean?" Don't, isn't that important? Don't you want that? I go, no, I don't need to upgrade the phone. And they go, well, it's not really your phone. It's Vanessa's phone. And I kind of looked at them like, wait a minute, time out. Throw the flag on this play. I'm not buying a new phone. But, you know, and I'm not. If it was a BlackBerry, you would. No, because BlackBerry, the new edition isn't out for another couple months. And then you're going to get the new edition and pass me on your hand-me-down that you've dropped 40 times. All right. I actually am not. Um, I have. I mean, if, if we're going to. What's that old Southern term? Peel your skin off. I will say that the last... Southern term? It is. It's like to be vulnerable. Okay. But the idea there, yes, I did buy the brand new BlackBerry last year when it came out. But, I mean, they sold three models, two of which were for me because I dropped... the first one. But I had insurance. Mm -hmm. Anyways. I don't intend to do that again, I think is the point I'm trying to make. But the whether it was meant this way or not, it is something that I see a lot. It was like this expectation that your phone is available for an upgrade. Why wouldn't you? Because it's not really an upgrade. You're paying a ridiculous amount for a new phone and why do it? But they word it in a way that it's like you can be rewarded. You won the lottery. It's like if I buy something off eBay, you had to correct me a few years ago because I would say I won this auction. No, you didn't win it. You're going to have to pay for it. Right. You didn't win it. But think about it. What a neat concept it is. eBay makes it auction form, which I get it. But then they say you won. So you're excited that you get to pay somebody. Right. How rare is that? Let's Not. talk about Starbucks as an example. It's about an experience with eBay. You get this excitement. There's all these bidders. You don't know who they are. At the last couple of seconds, it's boom, 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 boom. Ah, I lost. That happens more often than I like to admit. But if you win, it's they create thing. an experience. Right. Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It's a $5 cup of coffee. No, it's not. It's frothy and it's delicious. It's a $7 cup of coffee then. It's only $5, but it's delicious. I can't make it at home. Rewind the clock back 10, 15 years before it was this popular. Mm -hmm. Spending the amount that people do today for a Starbucks cup of coffee was unheard of. Astronomical. So think about it this way. Starbucks creates an experience for you. That you're willing to pay something that's two times, three times what you'd pay anywhere else. Right. And then you tip. The barista. Hmm. Well, I see you don't. I'll put my change in the bucket. 
But there's a reason it's there. Right. People are actually tipping. Right. How outrageous is this? I'm paying three times the cup of price of a cup of coffee should cost. And now I'm going to tip you because I'm so excited that you actually did something for me where I just paid you three times the amount. Yeah, but they don't make a lot of money. It doesn't matter. You're missing the point. It's about this experience. So these consumer items are designed to create this moment for us that we feel privileged that we get to pay you. I'm eligible for an upgrade. Oh, I should do it. I'm lucky. I'm one of the few chosen. Except for you're not. Because they send out the flyer to everybody. But it's designed to make you feel that way. Right. And so, you know, be careful with the, you know, I think this is an area where a lot of us fail with money. You know, we get the upgrade notice or we go through and we go to buy an appliance or a device and it offers us the warranty. Right. That makes sense for some people. We just said how I have insurance on my cell phone. I don't know what on earth is wrong with my hands. I've got big palms, short fingers, which translates to drop your phone into many, many pieces. I'm just going to tell you this, people. Right after we started dating, he dropped his phone in water four times in two months. Four times. Hot tub, lake. Four freaking times. Big palm, small fingers. Or don't take your phone by the water. I don't anymore, but let's not go down that rabbit trail. So the idea here is you got to try to be aware when a place is creating an experience. You know, I give you the example of eBay and Amazon. They're certainly not the only ones. Right. Um, all the birthday things that you get when you sign up for Applebee's or Chili's thing. Oh, I get a 50% off my meal or I get this meal my free. My Victoria's Secret $10 gift card for my birthday. Exactly. I never use it. <laughs> but that is what these retail stores are designed right. to do is target that, create an experience. And I'm not saying that's bad. This isn't evil marketing, but understand how it affects you. Understand some of these behaviors so you can be better at monitoring them. Right. Let's take a quick break. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Legacy Financial Network at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. He rifles it right in front of us to Abdul Rahman at midcourt. Extra pass. And it goes for the win! Tony Carr at the horn! Got it! Up and in at the buzzer! We are headed to... Oh, no! Another buzzer-beating three-point. Livingston now with five seconds. Livingston across the timeline. Livingston to Boyd at the buzzer. It's good! Davis at the horn! Now that's an intro, isn't it? Yes, it is. I get excited just hearing that. I should put that on my cell phone as like my alarm clock. That would get you out of bed. It would, wouldn't it? I get just chills like I can remember watching that shot um, from Michigan Mm -hmm. right at the buzzer. I was in bed. I know. Well, I was out of town. I was in the Pacific time zone. So we're three hours behind. Right. And... We're in this large group, and it doesn't seem like they're going to win. And then they hit it. It was just, oh, man, it was amazing. So what is this? for rubbing it in. What does this have to do? Tell us, what does this have to do with finance? You remember the big stuff that happens in a game. Right. Like, what do you mean? You remember, like, the 
oh my gosh moments. So we we've got a um we've got a kid in elementary school. Mm-hmm. What do you think him and his buddies are all doing on the playground if they're outside this week? Buzzer beaters. They're right. counting down and shooting a half court. Shot. Three, two, one, and then everyone in you know all the friends go. <laughs> you see what you did when you were in middle school, well, elementary school. This is what I was doing yesterday when I came home late. Right. <laughs> The idea here is, you know, this is the way younger, you know, 10, 15 year old boys are going to act. They're going to do that. It's fun. Right. But here's how it has to to relate to finance. Mm -hmm. Isn't that exactly what we do in finance when it comes to picking this right stock? Right. You pick what's the the up and coming thing Mm -hmm. is like the Bitcoin. Like you brought up Starbucks Mm -hmm. when I was in college. It was newer. Sure. And are you dating yourself now? Not like dating like, hey, I'm giving myself a hug, no, but dating I, yourself like in years. Look at that. I graduated from college in 2009. So, okay, I fine. Know. On the front end of my college career. Young millennial. Whatever. <laughs> college um, career. Don't get sidetracked. Let's go. Anyways, at the front end of my college career, Starbucks was a newer phenomenon. They didn't have that many locations. retail locations. Mm-hmm. So their stock was going up sure. as they grew. Right. So you hear Starbucks is the new big thing. Right. You buy into their stock. Yeah, everyone. Apple, the iPad, phone, whatever thing. iPod. Really? (laughs) Don't even remember. Just go ahead. Let's just. (laughs) The iPod when it came out, it was this whole huge thing. Like, oh my gosh, you have this tiny little square. Which, by the way, if you look at the very first iPod, not that tiny, which is amazing. Yeah, you still have one somewhere. No, things like the size of a laptop. It's not that big. But yes, I still have one. It doesn't work because I dropped it in water. Huh. That's weird. I was cleaning my parents' pool and it small, fell out of my pocket. And you've got small <laughs> palms, dragon fingers. Okay. Anyways. So we like to try to pick the big winners. Right. You know, I remember, and it's going to show how nerdy I am, but I remember being in elementary school and people talking about Yahoo and these internet millionaires. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be what everyone wants to talk about is how to become that next millionaire um, you know, if you listen to Dave Ramsey's show, what's he always focus on? When you hit your first million yeah, dollars. That's when you know you've arrived. It's not about assets. I've We've said this how many times now? Bazillions. It's about income. And if you all have heard it a bazillion times, I've heard it about five bazillion Whatever. times. It Just is so you know. about income. Right. So um, is it our brother-in-law? Do I get to call it brother-in-law too? Yes. <laughs> He's... Married to my sister, which makes it our brother-in-law. That sounds weird. Just it sounds like, like we're from Kentucky. Your sister's husband. No, seriously, this makes us sound Southern, though. Oh, my gosh. So Your sister's husband is also my brother-in-law. Well, Vanessa's family's from Alabama, so we... Uh... <laughs> wow. Inappropriate. <laughs> well, we're not nationwide. We're just... Hey, Anyways. You know Focus. My brother-in-law. Continue. Our, yeah, our brother-in-law <laughs> was looking to make a job change. And he was looking at going to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And they were going to pay him about the same, I think, what they are here in salary. It may have even been reduced a little bit. Right. But they wanted to compensate him with a lot of stock. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't take it. Right. And you were talking about, well, but it's because of the cost of living. Partly, yeah. But I then I gave you, well, what if they had paid for food and housing? I bet you he oh. still doesn't take it. No, because why would you want to say, here's some stock? It's not a guaranteed salary. Right. It's the security of it, right? Right. You're going to uproot your family to go somewhere where you may or may not make more than what you do now. So if you're sitting there, right, if you're listening right now, if your employer 
would lower your wages. If you make $2,000 a month, if they offered to give you $1,000 a month in wages and $1,000 a month in stock, and you couldn't just turn around tomorrow and sell the stock, that would defeat this analogy, the purpose of it. Right. Maybe you got to wait five years, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Which is common. Yeah. Let's say that they, if you get 2000 right now, they'd give you 1000 in wages and maybe eleven or even $1,200 a month in stock. Okay. How many do you think would actually take that? Not very many. Mm-mm. Why? Because it's not a guarantee. It's not secure. You're going to take a giant pay cut to maybe make more money? Right. For some day, possibly. Right. It sounds idiotic when I put it this way. And maybe somebody's going, well, I thought that sounded good. You just called me an idiot. No, I'm not calling you an idiot. I'm saying it's idiotic. That's different. <laughs> uh-huh. Most people wouldn't take it because of the lack of the security. Right. Yet, a lot of people want to take their Social Security early to do what? Now, they'll rationalize it. Oh, I want to get my money out of Social Security. No, to keep their other stuff in stocks because maybe it will grow. Right. Did you know that between 62 and 70, you're going to increase your Social Security benefit by 76%? No, I did not. That's Guaranteed. a very large amount. And you not only increase your increases to Social Security by 76%, you're increasing your cost of living adjustments then by mm-hmm. that too. Because cost of living adjustments a percentage on your benefit. Right. So if your benefit's two thousand dollars and you get a one percent increase, that's gonna be twenty bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But if your benefit's three thousand dollars, guess what? You're now getting a thirty dollar a month benefit you know, increase. Right. But seventy six percent increase actually takes you from about two thousand to almost thirty five hundred. Which is huge. Huge. Big deal. Huge. <laughs> Sorry. But it's the same concept here. Right. And watch out for the buzzer beater mentality because everyone's going to share with you the three, two, one. Oh, yeah, he hit it. Right. That's fun to talk about. But it doesn't happen that often. How many people tell you about the, you know, that one stock they bought that lost 20 percent? Zero. 30 percent. Zero. How many people are talking about the kid who missed, you know, seven three pointers in a game? None. None. And if they talk about it this weekend, are you going to remember it next year? No. no. I'll remember Jordan Poole's shot next year, though. At the buzzer, everybody going crazy. You'll remember. You'll talk about it for the next five years. That's Probably. <laughs> we all will. We'll remember that shot. If you are watching at that moment, you'll remember that shot. It's impactful. It burns an image. Mm-hmm. And the reason, I, I know I'm going a little longer than we want here, but I see things you guys don't. I meet people all the time who you think would be really financially savvy, who have more than what they do. And I'll see some of these investments that will ask questions, what happened or what is this? They'll show me a brokerage statement that's got a couple thousand dollars in it, but it's got tens of thousands of shares on something. Mm -hmm. What is this? Well, Mike, this is something that, you know, I bought about eight years ago. Well, how much did you put into it? 80 grand. It's worth three. Yeah, I know. But I mean, why might come back? And they'll ask me, should I get rid of it? And I'll go, what's the point now? Yeah, it's, it's gone. Well, yeah, what's the point? Will this three grand change your life in any way? Let's build your financial. At this point, let's roll the dice. Right. You've got 300,000. You could have had four, but you got three. And we got 1% now in this thing Right. that nosedive that you probably should have never bought in the first place. Right. I've met people with 250,000 who had... I take the back. Would have had two hundred fifty thousand. They had about a hundred, where one hundred and fifty was lost to speculative investments. There are people around you that have done these things, but they don't talk about it. Right. We don't talk about the. We don't talk about the air ball we took. We talk about the buzzer beaters we hit. Mm-hmm. And that's you know if you're not getting 
you're not getting that kind of advice, if you're not getting that kind of help, if, if you've got advisors that are just talking about the buzzer beaters trying to grow everything instead of protect and distribute, give us a call, 616-589-4004. It's 616-589-4004. You can also visit us on the web at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Okay, and welcome back, everyone, to our last segment today. Um, I really liked, I mean, we got to give credit to our producer, Mitch, behind the scenes. He, he's the one who put together that buzzer clip. It's pretty cool. I, I do want to figure out how to make that my alarm clock. They, sure, there's a way to download oh, it. Great. Can you imagine waking up every morning to hit, hearing Michigan hit that shot? I mean, that'd be bad if you're an Ohio State fan. You're going to be sleeping in your own room then. It is my room. <laughs> We're going to have separate rooms then because I'm not listening to that right. every morning. Well, let's finish on, there's a lot of commercials right now for um, Fisher Investments. I get asked a lot of questions about Fisher Investments. What do they do? What does it mean? I want to play a little bit of some of their ads. You know what no one wants? No one wants to run out of money in the middle of their retirement. The fact is running out of money when you're old is brutal. <laughs> what you're missing there, he's got his hands out like he's in handcuffs. I don't... I know. I visual. I, I focus on things others don't. But he's like, take me away. All right. I don't you can think plan so. your way through that carefully, and if you don't know how to do that, which most people don't, you need some kind of help with that planning. Fish. So he's talking about. I mean, pretty easy. Obviously, running out of money, bad thing, mm. goes along with what we've been talking about. But see, what happens here is people get removed. So he's a big opponent against annuities. Now, I'm not going to say annuities are good. But you know what I'm also gonna not going to say? They're not bad. Right. It depends on your situation. It's a tool. Correct. It's like a spade shovel. A year and a half ago, I was on it. I was a main um, stage speaker, and it was a bit of a debate. And we were debating about the use of products, and mm-hmm. they brought up annuities. And he said, are you a fan of them? I said, no. He goes, oh, so you're against them. I go, no. And he kind of looks at me, puts his hand up a little bit like, dude. You're supposed to take like one side. I mean, you can't just not have an opinion here. I go, well, do you like spade shovels? And he looks at me like, what the heck is wrong with this? This is why you shouldn't put money on stage. I'm going to let was... you know a lot of people look at him like that sometimes. What? No. Yes. It was a great point though. Watch this. He looks at me like, you got to be kidding me. What is this, amateur hour? And he goes, so do you like him? I go, no. Do you, do you not like him? No. <laughs> I go, it's a tool. Do you like spade shovels? He goes, what? I go, do you like spade shovels? He goes, I guess. I go, then go dig an Olympic-sized swimming pool with a spade shovel and tell me you still like a spade shovel. What does that have to do with anything? I go, if you spend the next month digging an Olympic-sized swimming pool with a spade shovel, you will not like spade shovels. It will ruin your opinion on spade shovels for what? A few weeks? No. Ever. Ever. Forever. <laughs> we don't sell annuities. 
I would die and go to hell before I would sell an annuity. All right, time out there. I would die and go to hell before I sell an annuity. So what he's saying there, I don't even think I could play. I had more than I wanted to play there, but here's how my brain works. I think with um, different territories that we have, we have 54 departments of insurance. Mm -hmm. Annuities have been around for 70, 80 years. Okay. So what he's saying there is that every annuity is bad. I mean, is that a... Hold on. I don't want to paraphrase. I want to put words in his mouth. Let's just hear him again. We don't sell annuities. I would die and go to hell before I would sell an annuity. So annuities are bad, right? Is that a fair assumption? I mean, if you're willing to burn for eternity, I would say so. Would die and go to hell before I would sell an annuity. I think we've understood him. Right. Guess does. Do you think anyone listening has a pension? Some might still, yes. Do you think that pension's a useful tool? Yes. Do you think anybody hates their pension? No. I can't believe GM's still sending me checks. Nope. Hmm. Guess what a pension is? An annuity. Hmm. Guess what your Social Security is? An annuity. It's a form of. Social Security is a contract between you and the federal government for a future stream of income. Guess what an annuity is? A contract between you and an insurance company for a future stream of income. So he just said all annuities are bad. So basically the majority of the forms of investments are bad. Well, no, no, no. As long as you invest it, it's good. Go buy stock. That's good. But don't have something that's a general basic income. Don't do, don't do income stuff. Don't have stuff. security. Right. Just stock. Right. <laughs> I, I know I'm getting maybe a little bit uh, worked up over this. No. Easy now. You know, an annuity is just a form of income. Mm-hmm. And when I was at that meeting, we have something in our industry called a Monte Carlo uh, simulator. It runs through 10,000 different illustrations. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And it goes, Mike... His argument was that we can build an annuity, basically, without using an insurance company. Right. Now, he's right, by the way. We can. Mm-hmm. And we can do so with about an 85% certainty. Okay. And it goes, so, therefore, I just proved to you, Mike, that annuities are um, unneeded. If we listen to the rest of that Ken Fisher ad, he'd say, anything you can do in an annuity, you can do outside. You're right. You can. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it won't work. The opportunity that is, it is a smaller if we do this right, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a few things. You know, when we talked about the appliance warranties and the um, cell phone insurance, like it makes sense for me. But what about full coverage on a car? Most of our clients that we serve can afford to have PLPD, um, liability only. Yet they continue to have full coverage. Why? Because they don't trust themselves driving? No, because the way it makes them feel. Or that. <laughs> Why don't you have a $10,000 deductible on your homeowner's insurance? If you've got $20,000 in savings and checking, you should have a $10,000 deductible. But why don't you? Because I don't want to pay $10,000 if my house burns down. But it's unlikely. It's incredibly unlikely. Yeah, but it still can happen. But you do it for the way it makes you feel. Right. Why don't you have the biggest, highest deductible for health insurance if you're healthy? Because car accidents Because what happen? if? Because it's the way it makes you feel. Right. So income is partly the way it makes us feel to take away, to give you the security and stability. And so they go, well, it's an 85% security. I go, you're right. But if you have 1,000 clients, here's what that means. And I look at the group. The group. I said, if you have 1,000 clients and you are successful 85% of the time, then you're going to have 150 conversations with 150 families. And you're going to explain why it didn't work for them. 150 times that it's not your fault, that it was just bad timing. 
that it's no one's fault, but yes, you're broke, I'm sorry. But if it makes you feel better, here's 850 references who will tell you I'm really a pretty good guy and I did a good job for them. Not going to happen, Captain. Biggest fear in retirement is going broke. Right. Longevity will magnify that risk. If you only live five, everyone wants to debate, oh, I got to take my social security. What if I, early? What if I only live five years? What if? Who cares? What if you live 20? If you live five years, does it really matter? Does it matter who's president? No. Does it matter what Putin does? No. Does it matter inflation? No. What about the market? No. Health? No. I'm not worried about you if you only get five years in retirement. You'll be fine. Right. You'll make it. What about 10? Probably good. 15? Uh-oh. Mm. 20? 30? I don't want you to not do things today so you can have all this money 30 years from now to give to the nursing home. Sorry, I'm not trying to be crude. I'm just, that's, that's not my plan or goal. But you're fine if something happens in five years. Right. You might not be fine if it's 15. And we need to have an income focus and we need to have guarantees. You need to have security. On that note, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. We are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.